That was wonderful. It's great to be in the Lord's house this morning. We got many things to be thankful for this morning. I'm thankful uh, for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that uh, when I was down in the mire, He came and He brought me out. And uh, if you'll turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Daniel, is on our mind. Uh, we have been studying for some time now um, in the book of Daniel in the youth uh, department downstairs on Wednesday night. And we'll be going into chapter number 7 this week. But uh, my focus today, my heart, and God has led me here to Daniel chapter number 2. It is on my heart when you found your place. If you would please stand. The book of Daniel chapter number 2. Book of Daniel, chapter number 2, verse number 12, we'll begin our reading. For this cause, the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is this decree so hasty from the king? Then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire the mercies of God of heaven concerning this secret. That Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. I want to preach this morning on this thought with God being our helper. Somebody get God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you, Father, for this day. And God, I thank you, God, for everything that you've done for me. And God, I thank you, Lord, for bringing us to your house once again. And God, I thank you for the opportunity, God, to get to preach your word. And God, I thank you, Lord, for expounding the scriptures to me, Father God. And I pray, Lord, today that you'd expound the scriptures to, to your people today, God. Lord, that they'd not be just hearers of the word, God, but doers of the word. God, I pray that you'd open their hearts and their minds, God. Lord, that they'd be receptive unto your word. Father, I pray today, God, that everything that's said and done would be said of you, God. Lord, I pray, Father, for your Holy Spirit, God. Lord, that it would just compass us today. God, that it would come round about us. God, that it would hover over us today. God, that it would walk right through these aisleways today, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you'd fill us with your spirit, God. And Lord, we'll give you praise and glory for everything that you do. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. You may be seated. We see here in the book of Daniel, we see that the, that the king, Nebuchadnezzar, has had a dream. And this dream has troubled Nebuchadnezzar, and he's called in the wise men and the soothsayers, and they've not been able to interpret this dream. And so I see firstly today, there is an urgent situation. The king's had this dream, and it's troubling him. He knows that this dream is, uh, is divine, but he does not remember the dream that he has had. He does not know the interpretation, and it's troubling him about this dream. So he calls in the wise men and the soothsayers and the astrologers and the magicians and he tells them, he says, boys give me the interpretation 
of my dream. And they said, King, uh, will you tell us your dream? If you tell us your dream, then we can tell you the interpretation thereof. And he said, that's not what I'm asking. He said, I don't remember this dream. He said, so I need you to tell me the dream, and I need to know the interpretation of the dream that I dreamt that I do not remember. And they told him, they said, King, this is impossible. This is an impossible task that you have asked of us. And he said, well, what good are y'all? And so he's made a decree to kill all the wise men there in the kingdom of Babylon if they do not come up with the interpretation, if they do not come up with the dream. And they've come up, he said, I'm going to kill and put them all to death. And I'll remind you today that Daniel and his three friends, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, you may know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they are part of these wise men that are going to be slain. There is an urgent situation. In fact, they were found to be ten times wiser than all the wise men in the kingdom. But the king did not seek for their counsel. He did not call in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He did not call in Daniel. He called in the world crowd. He called in the soothsayers. He called in the magicians. And I tell you today, the reason that our world is in the mess that it is in today is because people have stopped seeking the face of God today. People have started worrying about what can we, how can we fix this with worldly solutions. But they've stopped seeking the counsel of an almighty God. And we see here that King Nebuchadnezzar is not seeking the counsel from God's people. He is seeking the counsel from this world. Our nation has stopped seeking guidance from God. We'd rather say, God, uh, we know that you can do it, but God, we're going to figure it out ourselves. God, we can do it on our own. And I tell you today that not only has our nation stopped following God and trusting in God, but a lot of our churches around this land today, they have stopped seeking the face of God. They'd rather discuss why things are wrong today. They'd rather point out the flaws and what's going on today. They'd rather talk about the bad and the ugly, but yet they do not say where the solution is and I tell you today the solution is with God the solution is in the power of God the solution is in God's people and I tell you today instead of pointing out what's wrong instead of pointing out what's going on it's time we start pointing out how we can fix the issue how God can fix the issue not how the world can fix the issue but how an almighty God who is all powerful and all knowing can come in and fix the issue I tell you today Daniel he is in an earth urgent situation. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they are in an urgent situation. They are going to die. And I tell you today, you may be in an urgent situation. And I tell you today that our nation is in an urgent situation. And this is a very real reality today for Daniel. This is a very real reality for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And today this is a real reality for you. This is not just some story in the Bible. This is not some fairy tale. This is history. This is the truth. God's word is the truth. And I tell you, uh, we see that Daniel, he is here and he's asking for an extension from the king. He said, he, he asked Arioch, he said, what's going on? And Arioch told him, he said, the wise men can't tell the king what's going on. And so he's, he's decreed to slay all the wise men. And Daniel said, I'm going to go before the king and see if we can get an extension so I can go talk to God about this. And so Daniel, he goes and he gets an extension. And we see uh, Daniel, 
He could have said all the wise men are going to die and he could have ran for the hills. He could have said all the wise men are going to die. God, you brought me this far and now I'm going to die. He could have laid down and gave up. But I tell you, that's not what he did and that's not what we need to do today in our churches. It is not time to lay down and give up. It is not time to run away from the fight. It is time to get in the fight. It is time to realize the urgent situation and it is time to seek the face of an almighty God. And I tell you today, it is a real reality for them. And I see nextly, secondly, we see a united supplication. We see the Bible says, then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah his companions. Uh, we see that Daniel comes in and he explains to him. He says, boys, they've decreed that we're going to die. He said, boys, they've decreed that all the wise men of Babylon is going to be slain. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they could have very well been mad at Daniel about it. If you'll remember back in chapter number one of the book of Daniel, uh, Daniel uh, stood up that the king had made a decree that they should eat of the king's meat, that they should drink of the king's wine. But Daniel, in verse number 8 of chapter number 1, says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs uh, that he might not defile himself. And I'll tell you, when he chose not to defile himself, and he chose to stand for God, God honored him, and God honored Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego ago and they were found to be 10 times wiser. They were not always wise men. Uh, don't you see that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they could have said, Daniel, you got us in this mess. Daniel, if we would have just compromised a little bit, we wouldn't be here in this mess. Daniel, if we would have compromised a little bit, we would not be considered part of the wise men. Daniel, if you wouldn't have put us in this situation, we would not be facing certain death. And I'll tell you today uh, that the devil, he is after them because they stood for God. The devil would not be after them if they compromised. And there's a lot of people today, I'll, I'll say it, that the devil is fighting you because you are standing for God. But there's a lot of people today, if the devil is not fighting you, then you need to check up because you're not standing for God. Because when you stand for God, the devil will come against you. But if you're not standing for God, the devil's going to be just fine with you. So Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they would have been fine if they would have compromised. The devil wouldn't have been against them. But that's not what they did. They said, we're not going to compromise. We are going to stand for God. And they were found to be ten times wiser. And so we see uh, that they are in this situation. And Daniel, he explains the situation to them. And so they all decide that they are going to seek the mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret. And I think about some others uh, in the Bible uh, that had faced some hardships that sought the face of an almighty God. I think of Abraham when he prayed for Sodom, when his family member Lot and their family was in Sodom and Gomorrah, and God said, I'm going to destroy that wicked city. I'm going to rain fire down upon it. And Abraham prayed, and he said, God, my family's there. God, would you bring them out? He said, if there's 50 righteous in the city, God, would you spare the city? God said, I will. He said, if there's 45 in the city, God, don't destroy it. And God said, I will 
will. And he said, what about 40? He said, what about 30? He said, what about 20? And he got all the way down to 10. And God said, for 10's sake in that city, I will not destroy it. There's 10 in the city that are faithful. But I tell you that the 10 people was not found to be faithful to God. So Lot was going to die there in that city. Lot wasn't even faithful to God while he was in that city. But because of Abraham's prayer, God come down to Lot and told Lot to get out of that city. And Lot was rescued because of the prayer of Abraham. I'll tell you today that there's some prayers that we need to be praying for to deliver our family members out of some situations. I think about Hezekiah. Uh, Pastor preached there for a while about Hezekiah being backed into a corner and about him spreading uh, the threatenings of the enemy before God. And we see that Hezekiah, he's the king, and an enemy has come against him, and they've given him a letter of threatenings saying, we're going to destroy your city. We're going to take over. Destruction is imminent. But Hezekiah, he took that letter and he spread it before an almighty God. And he said, God, I can't do this. God, this is too big for me. God, we are facing imminent destruction. God, would you have mercy on us? And the Bible says in verse 35 of 2 Kings 19, it says, the angel of the Lord smote the Assyrians because of the prayer of the king, because Hezekiah got his heart right, because Hezekiah said, I'm going to pray for our for our nation because I don't want to die. I don't want to see us be destroyed. He said, there are some things that we need to be in prayer for. And I tell you today that too often in our churches, we do not take prayer as serious as we should. Uh, I wonder today, has someone come to you with a prayer request and you say, yeah, I'll pray for that. But you turn right around and you never pray for that need. Uh, it's good and all when somebody comes to you and says, I have such and such and such and such to pray for. And you look them in the eye and you say, I'm praying for you. But that's the only thought that you ever give it. I tell you, we ought to be ashamed uh, to have such a responsibility on our plate to pray for others, to pray for our country, to pray for our people, to pray for our community, to pray for our church. But yet we do not make our requests known unto God because we're too lazy and we don't want to have to take the time out of our day to seek the face of an almighty God. I wonder today, uh, I hope, that you would want to be a prayer warrior for God. There's too many prayer warriors that have left this earth and gone on to home to glory. And now what are we to do? Are you a prayer warrior today? I tell you, God is going to rise up some prayer warriors. And I tell you today, it is time that we make some intercession prayers for someone that needs the help of God. It's time we get on our knees and start praying for our nation. Uh, we see here these boys, they are not taking lightly the privilege that they have in prayer prayer they have an urgent situation and they say God we need the answer to this situation God we are surely going to die I tell you today too often we take prayer too lightly I tell you a lot of times we go through a prayer list we get up and we read the prayer list before the people 
But too often times we put that as a, a, a filler into the service and we don't even think about those people's needs. God help. We need to be concerned about our people. We need to be concerned about our nation. We need to be concerned about the world we live in. If it was just so that we are to be saved and sit on the couch of do nothing and go home to heaven, then God would take us home to heaven as soon as we're saved. But I tell you, He's left us here on this earth for a purpose, to stay in the fight for God, to be united in supplication with one another. We are to be in prayer with one another. I think about Jairus. Uh, he had an issue. His daughter laid at the point of dying, uh, and he come to Jesus. He didn't go to some doctor. He came to the great physician. I tell you today, there are some people that have some needs, and it's time that we don't go to just any old doctor, some worldly doctor. It's time that we go to the great physician, Jesus Christ, God Almighty. It's time we start seeking the face of an almighty God. It's time that somebody gets a hold of God. I tell you today, that Jairus come to God or come to Jesus and he said, this is my trouble. My daughter lays at the point of dying. And then his daughter did die. But Jesus said, fear thou not. Have faith. Only believe. And he took him into his own house and he raised that girl to new life. I tell you, Jairus in trouble turned to Jesus. When you are in trouble, you need to turn to Jesus. Daniel here, he could have wilted under pressure. Daniel could have made excuses. Uh, he could have said, uh, God, you failed us, we're going to die. He could have said, this is too much for me, I can't do this, I can't pray for this need, I'm a nobody. He could have said that, but he didn't. Instead, he sought the counsel of an almighty God. He confided in his friends to pray with him. I tell you tonight that Matthew 18, 19 still says, Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of them uh, of my Father which is in heaven. I tell you, honey, today it's time that the church of the living God gets off the couch of do nothing and gets united in supplication with one another. It's time we start agreeing on some things. It's time we start joining in prayer on some things. It's, I tell you, we need God to move in our nation. We need God to move in our state. We need God to move in our community. And we need God to move in our churches. You want the word to be spread abroad? It starts here. Get in the Word. Start praying for one another. It starts here. Somebody get a hold of God. Uh, there was a church in a wartime. Uh, they put a plaque of about a hundred names or so. And uh, all these boys in the community had been drafted into the war and they put a plaque up with hundreds of names on this board and they come into the church house to pray for these boys that they would return home safely from the, from the war and word got out to the community and people uh, they started coming and joining in in prayer praying with the church to pray that these boys return safely 
from the war. But a daddy came in and he said, I heard that y'all have been praying for my boy, that y'all put my boy on that plaque without asking for my permission. He said, I'll tell you today, I want you to take my boy off that plaque. He said, I don't want you to pray for my boy. He said, my boy will return home safely without your God. And I tell you, that they left his name up there and they continued to pray. But because that daddy had no regard for God, out of all those names, the only boy that come home in a casket was the boy whose daddy rejected God, was the boy whose daddy had no regard for God. I tell you, God help parents. If you think that you have no regard for God, God help you that you should turn from an almighty God. This daddy, he lost his boy because he did not seek the face of God because he rejected God because he rejected prayer I tell you today that prayer is important I think about my great great grandfather his four sons went off to war and he, he built an old rock altar up in the woods and he'd go up there and pray an hour a day and pray for the safety of his boys. He prayed that they would come home safely and I'll tell you they did. One come home with bullet holes in his helmet. Another came home with bullet holes in his uniform. And then the other ones, they had been shot at as well. But because uh, daddy was burdened for his boys to return home safely, these boys returned home safely unharmed. They had bullet holes from where they should have died, but they did not get any injuries at all. God returned them home safely because someone prayed, because someone got a hold of God. I tell you this morning that Revelations 14, 13 says, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Preacher, what does that mean? Oh, there's some people that was working for God, and they've gone home to glory now. They're in heaven, but their works are still here upon earth. Their labor is done. They are resting from their labor, but their works are still here on this earth. I'll tell you today, I'm glad that there's some people that had a burden and have gone before us. I'll tell you, this nation is here today. This nation is free today because a generation got a hold of God, because a generation was faithful to an almighty God. We are free today because a generation chose to trust God. I tell you, I'm here today because a generation prayed for me. A generation got in church. A generation took my parents to church. And then my parents turned around and took me to church, instilled in me the Word of God. I tell you today, it's time that you get in church three times a week and start instilling in your family the Word of God. It's time that you start living for God. It's time that you start praying for God to move. It's time that you get serious with God. I tell you, you are here today. You are saved today because somebody prayed for you. It's time to get God. Daniel and his three friends are praying for God to show them the dream and the interpretation. They are united in supplication during this urgent situation. I see thirdly, and I'll be done, we see an unveiled secret. 
The Bible says in verse 19 of chapter number 2, it says, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. When God showed Daniel the interpretation thereof, they were united in supplication, and God has answered their prayer. There's some people today that you were waiting on an answer from God. It's time that we get united in supplication so that we can see God answer some prayers. When they turn to God, God answered. And I tell you, it's important to note that Daniel, upon God's answer, praised the name of the Lord. He went to King Nebuchadnezzar and he told Nebuchadnezzar the dream thereof. But he prefaced it by saying, God has revealed it. He did not say, I found the answer. He did not get filled up with pride and say, Nebuchadnezzar, I, Daniel, have the answer. He come to him, he said, Nebuchadnezzar, God has the answer. And God has shown me the answer. Now I tell you today, there's a lot of us that when God answers something, that we don't give him the praise that we ought to give him. There's a lot of us today that when God gives an answer, we're not praising his name like we ought to. There's a lot of churches that they've stopped praying, but there's a lot of churches that have stopped praising him. There's a lot of churches that have decided we want to put on a show uh, rather than praise the name of an almighty God. There's, a, there's churches today in this land uh, that would rather put on, put on a display for people and mankind by mankind rather than have the Spirit draw and have the Spirit move. Uh, I tell you, too many times we do not give God the praise. I think about when Jesus come riding, riding in and the people were crying out saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And the Pharisees said, tell them to hold their peace. And Jesus told them in Luke 19 verse 40, he said, if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. I tell you today church, if we don't cry out and praise the name of God and praise the name of Jesus for what he's brought you through for what he's done for you I tell you today he saved my soul from a devil's hell. I tell you today he's blessed this church time and time again. I tell you today he blesses that school over there time and time again and I tell you today he has blessed our nation time and time again and it's time that the church of the living God says I'm going to praise the name of God and it, because he gives answers because of who he is and if he never answered again he's still worthy of all the praise and of all the honor because he is God almighty they, he said the stones would cry out I tell you today if we stopped praising the name of the Lord those rocks out there in that parking lot they would immediately cry out preacher I don't believe that that's so I tell you Jesus said it and because Jesus said it I believe it Jesus has not lied before he is perfect he's not, not sinned ever and he is the perfect darling son of God and he is not a liar the father of lies is the devil Jesus is not the devil Jesus is God 
God Almighty. I tell you, He's the good shepherd. He's the good Samaritan. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I tell you tonight, He's my Savior. And He's your Savior too, I pray. And I tell you tonight, we need to praise His name. When the secret is unveiled, it's time to praise Him. I tell you, that's what Daniel did. I wonder if Daniel in his life looked back on this moment and said, man, if I wouldn't have prayed during that, we would have surely died. I wonder if he looked back and said, man, I'm glad that I prayed, that I sought the face of God. I bet he looked back and said this was a turning moment. We would have surely died. I tell you, there wouldn't have been a book of Daniel if he would have not prayed in united supplication. There would have not been no wise men out there if they wouldn't have prayed. But because they prayed, we have a book of Daniel. God blessed Daniel. God blessed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I tell you today, church, uh, if you'll get on your knees in united supplication one with another, God will bless Bethel. I tell you today, I think about Winston Churchill on June 18, 1940. During the war, he gave a speech, and it was a rallying cry to the troops. He said, but if we fail, then the whole world, including the United States, including all that we have known and cared for, will sink into the abyss of a new dark age, made more sinister and perhaps more protracted by the lights of perverted science. He said, let us therefore brace ourselves to our duty and so bear ourselves that if the British Empire and its commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will still say this was their finest hour. I wonder if Daniel looked back and said, when I prayed, when we had a situation going on, that was our finest hour. I tell you today, church, our nation is in trouble. Our communities are in trouble. Our churches are in trouble. It's time that we get on our knees and seek the face of an almighty God. And I wonder if generations from now will look back if time goes on and says when that generation got on their knees, that was their finest hour. Uh, if you would please stand, Seth, if you would come. Uh, I tell you today, church, you are not here by mistake you are not here by some mere chance God has ordained this moment and placed you here for a purpose I wonder today if some people would come to the altar today and say God help our land somebody come and get a hold of God somebody says I've got an issue today I need God in my life I need God in my issue I tell you today if you've never been saved if you've never been born again washed in the blood today could be that day today could be the day that changes your life forever I wonder if people will look back and say this generation was lazy or will they say the church they prayed and this was their finest hour dear heavenly father God Lord I thank you father for your word God I thank you father for your truths God I thank you for expounding the scriptures to us today God I thank you for speaking to our heart God and Lord, I pray, Father, for our nation. God, I pray for our community. God, I pray for our churches. God, it's time we get a hold of you. God, it's time that we turn this thing around. God, it's time that we get in the fight. 
Father, I pray, God, for those that have needs. God, those that need answers from you. God, I pray that you would answer those needs. God, I pray that you would help us to be united in supplication together. God, I pray, God, and Lord, I thank you for what Daniel stood for and what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood for. And God, I thank you for what Bethel, God, stands for today. God, I pray that your name would be exalted once again in our land. Father, God, would you send a revival. God, that sweeps amongst us, God. Lord, would you let it start here, God, if you would. Father, I give you thanks and praise and glory for everything that you do. Uh, And it's in the precious, holy name of Jesus. Amen and amen.